This is Bigger Pockets Daily. I'm your host, Tyler. And if you're new to the show, I read articles from rock star real estate investors every single day. Because we know you don't always have time for long podcast episodes or audiobooks. Okay, almost time for the show. We'll get right into it after this quick break. Managing your finances used to be a pain. It was either useless apps or overcomplicated spreadsheets. Ugh. But now, with Monarch Money, managing your money is easier than ever. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com bigger. Unlike other personal finance apps, Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it easy to set up, customize, and use. You can even collaborate with your partner, family, or financial advisor at no extra cost to get a joint view of all your finances. Customize your dashboard, notifications, and budgets with a tap. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show right here will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com bigger. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash bigger for your extended 30-day free trial. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that a long time ago, before I ever started my real estate business, I turned one of my first primary residences into an Airbnb? And that's the extra income that I needed from Airbnb that gave me the confidence to go out and work for myself and eventually quit my nine to five job. And now I have dozens of Airbnbs all over the country. I've even partnered up with the old David Green on a recent property in Scottsdale to take our portfolio to the next level. And of course, we host it on Airbnb. But you don't need to be a full-time real estate investor to start on Airbnb. As a matter of fact, I was self-managing 10 properties while working my 9-to-5 job, so I know anybody can do it. Think about it this way. You're looking for extra income and going on a vacation. Wouldn't it be great to rent out your space and let your property pay for itself while you're gone? I did this one time. I pitched my wife and my roommate because we were house hacking on the idea of renting out our home, and it paid for all of our expenses on a trip to Mexico City. So go and give it a try. It might just change your life just like it did mine. And I really do mean that. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Meet RentApp, the seamless, secure, free way to collect rent. Built by a team of fintech veterans behind Square and Cash App, RentApp uses ACH bank transfers to deposit funds directly into your account. You don't even need to download anything. RentApp setup is straightforward for renters, and there are no apps for landlords to download. Both get peace of mind with a digital transaction history. That means no more lost checks, managing a dozen different payment apps, or even wondering whether payment was sent. Landlords say RentApp is the most convenient way to collect rent, and we think you'll agree. RentApp, the free and easy way to collect rent. Learn more at rent.app slash landlord. That's rent.app slash landlord. How the Denominator Effect is Impacting Real Estate Investors by Paul Moore. Do you want to destroy your wealth? I can teach you how. Do you want to create more wealth for yourself? I can teach you to do that as well. Do you know about the Denominator Effect? In finance and investing, the denominator effect occurs when the value of one portion of a portfolio decreases dramatically and pulls down the overall value of the portfolio. As a result, any segments of the portfolio which did not decrease in value now represent a large percent of the overall pie. 
While this is true and somewhat obvious, there is another denominator effect at play in real estate, an insidious destroyer of investor dreams and wealth. If you acquire and operate a great asset and this denominator goes in your direction, you will celebrate with a double win. But even if you buy and operate your asset well, this denominator effect can destroy you and liquidate your equity. What is this denominator effect you speak of? I'm talking about cap rate decompression. What's happening in this real estate cycle? The cap rate in commercial real estate serves as a similar function as the P.E. ratio in stock market investing, but in reverse. It is effectively the earnings-to-price ratio. Specifically, cap rate equals net operating income divided by asset price. The cap rate moves in inverse proportion to the asset value at the time of a purchase or sale. The cap rate reflects the investor sentiment of the expected unleveraged rate of return for an asset like this, in a location like this, in a condition like this, at a time like this. A lower cap rate equals a higher priced asset. The unprecedented cap rate compression we've experienced over the past decade reflects the nearly unbridled optimism investors have had in acquiring commercial and residential real estate. But trees don't grow to the sky. As economist Herb Stein wryly observed, if something can't go on forever, it will stop. I'm not saying this is the end of increasing real estate asset prices. <laughs> I am saying this is a normal moment in the ebb and flow of real estate market cycles. And for those who weren't around in 2008, I want to clearly state that there's no reason to panic or to stop investing. On the contrary, some of the best opportunities will be available as part of the fallout from the poor acquisitions made by others in the past several years. Are you convinced of the devastating power of the denominator effect? If you don't like that term, you can stick with cap rate decompression. A rising cap rate can significantly lower the value of a commercial real estate asset. And as we've discussed elsewhere, leverage can make it even more painful. Think about this. If asset values drop 25%, this would wipe out roughly 100% of the equity in a 75% leveraged deal. This is no fairy tale nightmare. There are many stories of LP investors already poised to lose their entire investment in some syndicated deals. Some of these are roughly two or three years old with maturing bridge debt. Others were done in the past year with floating rate debt. Sadly, many of these LP investors don't know that they are at risk yet. The case for long holding times. There is nothing evil about short holding times. Wholesaling houses, day trading, and many commercial real estate deals provide high RR profits for their investors. Many short-term strategies are popular in boom times. But my favorite investor, Warren Buffett, thinks differently. He says, If you aren't willing to own a stock for 10 years, don't even think about owning it for 10 minutes. The Oracle of Omaha also said, Our favorite holding period is forever. So how do long-term investors feel about this frightening cap rate decompression? I would say that, for the most part, there is little to no impact on them, aside from providing them the opportunity to acquire more fairly priced or underpriced deals in the coming year or two. Think about this. Imagine you own a cash-flowing commercial real estate asset. You acquired it for $3 million two years ago, and cap rate compression in the first 18 months increased its appraised value to $4 million bucks. 
you were still collecting your cash flow and enjoying your life. Then, cap rate decompression occurs over the past six months and the next year drops its appraised value back to $2.8 million. Should you panic? I wouldn't know why. You should still be collecting cash flow and enjoying your life. Long-term holders aren't consumed by changes in short-term values. They typically have fixed-rate debt that doesn't mature for a very long time. And those who acquired their asset a decade ago and are facing maturity on their debt have typically seen significant value growth and principal paydown that puts them in an acceptable position to refinance now, if that's necessary. Let's refer to Buffett again. He couldn't care less about short-term rises or drops in stocks held by Berkshire Hathaway. He's not driven by the market's opinion of these assets because this has no impact at all on their ultimate value. He actually likes it when prices fall, so he can acquire even more. The stock market's opinion of value is similar to the cap rate in commercial real estate. As commercial real estate investors, we would do well to imitate the investor, Buffett, who would lose 99.4% of his stock value and still beat the S&P 500 in the same period. And here are some final thoughts. So my investment firm is a long-term holder. I realize this is not often the most popular offering, and many investors pass over our fund as a result. I wish all of the shorter-term holders well, but I am guessing the current and upcoming cap rate shock will cause many to rethink their strategies. Whether that happens or not, we will continue to follow our long-term strategy. Blackstone founder Larry Fink coined long-termism. Maybe we should dub long-term thinking as the CRE numerator effect. Hmm. If that were a thing, it would focus on expanding the net operating income in our equation over a long time to the degree that changes in the denominator would be less impactful. This strategy, paired with acquiring moderate-to-low LTV, long-term, fixed-rate debt, should prove to be a winner in any market, bull or bear. That's this Tuesday's show. What do you want to hear more of? Shoot us an email at podcast at biggerpockets.com to let us know. Thanks for spending time with us, and I'll be back tomorrow. No, really. If I'm not back tomorrow, something's... Seriously. Wrong.